Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. particular scripture. The, uh, there are people that say that the earth had been created for a long time. Maybe it had been in a be- better state at one time and it was ruined by this. And A lot of different ideas. The scripture does not really give us any information or even really indication of why it was the way it was or if God had just created it and, uh, and, and thrown it into the cosmos. The Bible doesn't say much about that. But it does say this, uh, that it was without form, and it was void, and it was dark. Amen. And, and the words, when you look at these particular words, uh, 
They, the, uh, without form and void and darkness, they mean more than just the what we see on the face of that. What we're talking about is a situation of, of emptiness, of wasteland, of ruination, of, of misery, an abyss, if you will, and it covered us. Amen. The Bible says the face of the deep. It was, it was just, it was all waste. It was all chaos and all of that sort of thing. Amen. And it really, amen, seems to be an illustration of the condition of our culture and our society today. If you look around you, you see things are in chaos. If you look around you, you see that things are really a mess, if you will. Amen. We look at the war in Ukraine. I was preaching uh, the week before last. Amen. About the coming of the Lord. But we look at the war in Ukraine. We look around and we see the, the tumult, if you will, and the, the chaos and the anarchy in the streets of our country and our cities. We see the crime that has risen up. We see the missiles flying and the bombs falling. And, uh, and just last night, the Iranians shot a, a dozen missiles or so. And they landed near the uh, United States consulate. And over and over we see these things start to happen. Are we looking at the first battle of Gog and Magog? Are we looking at Ezekiel 38 and 39? Are we looking at the time when God is going to come in the clouds? I believe we're coming close to that. And we're living in a time of chaos. Amen. Amen. And I look at these things and... And it's, it's such an illustration. Amen. If nobody else is paying attention to me, that baby's paying attention yeah. to me. Why is that guy standing up there yelling at people? <laughs> what in the world is going on with him? Amen. We had a little girl years ago, and that's just an aside. We had a little girl years ago, and she was just, I don't know, two or three. And she went home to her, her mom and says, why does Pastor yell at us all the time? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's bad. Who knows? <laughs> and so we know. Uh, we know that, uh, that there, are, there are situations going on. But then we look at this situation here. Amen. And, uh, and, 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 and we, we, we see something beginning to happen in the chaos and the, the misery and the darkness of this situation. I just saw y'all. <laughs> I'm glad to see the wife's here with us. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. I know those people. Amen. Amen. We look at the chaos of the situation and the problems there that were, uh, were going on, and we understand that, that, uh, that at that point. Now, we know that God is everywhere. This was one of the things that Brother um, Nate had mentioned. He said, God is everywhere. How can he move? The Bible tells us he's everywhere. Psalms 139 and 7 says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit, and whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, you're there, Lord. Anywhere I go, it doesn't make any difference what happens. I'm there. This is what's called omnipresence of God. This means that everywhere you are, God is. Amen. Everywhere that you are, God is. And, uh, and, and, and when we begin to look at this, we understand that nothing you do or nowhere you go, are you able to get away from God? You might think you can, but you can't. 
The whole universe is contained within the Godhead, if you will. Amen. The whole universe is contained within. And so you can go, you can think you might be able to run from God, but you can't run from God. You need to remember something, and it's something that I realize very, very well. Amen. Wherever I go and whatever I do, God sees me. Somebody made a statement one time, and my dad is not, and would come back with this. They, they would say, God knows my heart. And that's true because God knows, does know your heart. He really does know your heart. He knows what you think. He knows where you are. He knows if your heart is filthy and dirty and in rebellion against God too. You can't hide that from him. You might think you can, but you can't. So God is everywhere. But there are times when God's spirit, the Bible says, that here in this situation, in the chaos of the early parts of creation, in the wasteland of a planet that have no light, that have no life, that have nothing, like the, 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 the situation of people I know who have no life in them, have no light in them, in that time, all of a sudden, the Bible says that God's spirit began to move on the face of the deep. Everything's messed up and then God's spirit begins to move. How about that? Amen. It's a mess. Amen. And then God's spirit begins to move. Amen. I look at people who sit here and the life that they have lived. And, and, I, and I'm not trying to embarrass Sister Sandra. Amen. But she sat down and began to tell me the other day where she was uh, when she was a uh, younger guy. Amen. How that she was a, 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 a human smuggler. Basically, she would pick up uh, illegals down by uh, cells and take them to, to houses uh, up in, uh, in Phoenix. And that's what she did. She would get stopped uh, by the Border Patrol. She would take them to a place where they would give her, I think, $3,500 uh, and an eight ball of meth. Uh, and that was what her was. And, and she told me she's got beautiful teeth now because God is restored her. Amen. But she told me that she had meth mouth. She was a mess. Her life was chaos. Her life was anarchy. Her life was a wasteland. And then God got a hold of her. And what you see today is what happens when the Spirit of God begins to move upon the face of the deep And I could tell that story over and over. But the Soto comes from a real sketchy background. Amen. 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 Brother Justin, I can go back and see all of the situations that people here that have been lifted up by the power of the Holy Ghost. Because one day when their life was a wasteland, when they had fallen down and they couldn't get up and they had broken down, they were crumbled and crushed and their life was ashes, the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon the depths of the misery and change things. So interesting because that word is used in another place in the scripture. In fact, that word is used about three different times. The first one is where it says, He moved upon the face of the deep. And then the second one is in a, 
in Deuteronomy. And it's interesting because it kind of gives us the same sort of situation. The Bible talks about Jacob, which is Israel, the people of Israel. Said, and uh, the Lord's portion is people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. It says, this is my people. They are my inheritance. Jacob, when it talks about Jacob, it's talking about the people of Israel. That's what it's talking about. Later on, if you don't know the story, Jacob was, was Jacob, and then God changed his name to Israel. And he was the one that fathered the 12 tribes of Israel, if you will. And uh, he said, that's my inheritance. And then it describes Jacob because it says, of the Lord, he found him in a desert land and in a waste-telling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. Amen. And, uh, and, and he, he just, it was, uh, he instructed him and he, he lifted him up. Amen. And, and so we, we look at that and it's talking about the same sort of situation a waste, the howling of the terrifying winds of terror and, and sin. In other words, it said, I found him in a place where there was no hope. Paul described this in Ephesians, the second chapter, and the 12th verse, talking about those that were without God. And it said that at that time, ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. No hope and without God in the world. Having no hope. Having no hope. Having no hope. Sister Vanderhoff the other day, she began to sing a song that I love and I told her one of my favorite songs. It says, I have hope when trouble comes my way. I have hope when Jesus, Jesus has come to stay. I have hope. Oh, yes. I have hope. It's a beautiful hope that sets me free. And the first time I heard that song was Brother Daniel Brown. And he began to tell a story. He was walking through a parking lot with the intentions, I believe, to commit suicide because he had no hope in this world. And he thought, I'm just going to kill myself. And God led a man to him standing in a shopping lot parking lot and led him and led him to Jesus Christ and now he can sing I have hope a few years ago brother Brown died and I'm here to tell you right now that the hope the blessed hope is that that man of God amen instead of killing himself he's standing on the sunny shores of sweet brother he said you were without hope and without God in this world. He said of Jacob, he said, you were in a waste howling land. A wilderness. And then the scripture after that says, as an eagle stirreth up her nest. Fluttereth, and that word fluttereth is the same word as move upon the face of the eagle. Fluttereth. What, what happens when eagle gets its eaglets, eaglets, works for you guys. Gets its eaglets, her eaglets or whatever in the nest. Takes her strong, powerful wings. Moves them. Places them over her eaglets. When the snow comes and the rain comes, she covers them 
The Bible says it's a hen covering her chicks. Amen. She covers it. And she, she transmits her warmth and her security and her strength upon those little eaglets. They are helpless without mama. Amen. They're helpless without that covering. I'm going to tell you what. What happens, one of the things that happens when God begins to move is he covers you. Amen. He covers you with his strength. He covers you with his power. He covers you with his love. He covers you with the power of his Holy Ghost. Amen. When you are cold and without hope. brings order out of disorder. Amen. The Bible tells us that He will never forsake us. We've read this scripture many times. It says, never leave us or forsake us. Deuteronomy 31 says in the Lord, He it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee. Neither forsake thee. Fear not me to be dismayed. When the storms of life accost us, situations we're going through, if you're to snuggle yourself under the wings of God and let Him move in your life. Amen. Now I want to say this. You guys are going to get pretty lucky today because I don't think I'm going to preach a long, long, long time. <laughs> All right. No. The, we know that, that God is everywhere. We know that God is in all things. In fact, as I, as I mentioned, David said, if I take the wings of the morning, if I make my bed in hell, wherever I go, God is there. I can't escape from you. And Paul, in writing in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and the fourth verse, said there's one body. There's an interesting scripture here. One spirit. Even as ye are called in the hope of your calling. He said, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. And then the next scripture is interesting because it says, One God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. And we know he's speaking to the church here. But the truth of the matter is, on one aspect, at one level, this applies to everybody. Because God is above all. He's through all. He's in everybody because He's everywhere. Amen. Why does He know your heart? Because He's there in you. Amen. There's a difference in, 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 in the omnipresence of God, though, and the active presence of God. You understand what I'm saying? There's a difference in the omnipresence. The, the omnipresence says that God is everywhere. That God is there and He's there and He's there and He's there and He's here and everything. We know that because God's Spirit pervades everything. But there's a difference between the omnipresence of God and the active presence of God. The active presence of God is when God 
is working in you. The Bible says, and you know, and, and I, I've got some other scriptures that I, I'm just not going to even go to right now because I'm, I'm moving along. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got a whole area that I'm going to uh, just skip because it, I, this is what I feel like preaching. For it is God, Philippians, the second chapter and 13th verse, which worketh in you to both will and to do of his good pleasure. So you've got, Brother David, you've got God is all through you, but it's different when God begins to work in you. Amen. God is all over the place, but that doesn't mean that God is working in me. Amen. God loves me. God is everywhere. God is just pervading your very being, Maria, but it's God working in you. Amen. There's a difference between the two. Amen. It's God working in you. How does that work? Amen. I know God's here. I've heard people say it. I've talked to them and they may be as high as a kite or drunk as a cooter, man. But, but they're like, man, God, are this close. And you are. Amen. Have you ever heard somebody do that? You know, you need to get right with God. Well, me and God, worse. Right? Well, yeah, God's right there. But it's God working in you. Come on now, talk about it. It's God operating in your life. Well, I would say probably not. Because if God was, it would be different. Because the Bible said he worketh in us to both will and to do of his good pleasure. In other words, when God is working in you, he is guiding you, he's leading you, you're walking in his light, you're walking in his truth, you're doing the will and the pleasure of God. That's right. That's good for sure. Now that, that, that word, worketh, is a really interesting word. Amen. It, it is, in the Greek, it is energio. Energio. It's the basic root word that we have today in the English of energy. Amen. And I, I, uh, I have a, I have a drill here. This is a Ryobi drill. Ryobi has almost built this church, brother Rick. Amen. I like Ryobi. I know it's not DeWalt, as Brother Lee Wilson says, but it's a pretty good tool. And I'm collecting every one I can get by my wife. Amen. <laughs> Here's the way you get more tools. It's better to ask forgiveness than permission. Okay. <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, I really am. I, every time I go to Home Depot, I'm like, I need to buy me another tool. Now, when am I going to lose that tool? Use that tool? I don't know. It's like the other day, I was like, I need to buy that canoe. And my wife says, you will never use it. <laughs> but I know I need these tools. And, and, and so I've got the Ryobi tool. We've been building this church using Ryobi. And I've been buying them. And they're really great things. And you can use them. And, and uh, you can take a drill pit. And you can go and you can just... The only problem is, is what's wrong with this thing? 
It needs energy. It doesn't have any energy. This is you without the Holy Ghost. This is you without the power of God. You know what you are? You're worthless without the power of God. That's the only thing I do is hit you on the head with it, maybe. Or maybe I can use it as a nail, as a driver. You better not be using my drill as a hammer. I'll tell you that right now. Amen. But you're worthless without that. The Bible says he worketh the energy. What happens when you take this same thing and you do that? Suddenly, this is you with the Holy Ghost. Suddenly, you become worth something. Suddenly, you can do something. Ask our faith according to the power. 
need something from you. I'm walking through a land of wasteland. I'm walking through a land of chaos. I don't know what's going to happen in the next few days, weeks, months, and years. We're standing, I believe, on the very edge of the abyss. We really are. We're standing on the edge of the abyss. I look at what is happening worldwide. And I look at what is happening in this country. And I look at what is happening in people's families. And I look, I feel, I feel with everything that is in me, that we are on the, 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 the very verge of the, the coming of the Antichrist. Yeah, I said that. I believe we're very close to the I believe that the Antichrist is going to confirm a covenant with Israel. And there's going to come a time there when from the north, the Bible says the kings of the north, when Gog and Magog and Tubal and Meshach will come down, coming down into the Middle East toward Israel. Millions will die. Do you realize right now that one false step in the geopolitical situation, one tiny false step where there is a man that is ready to push the button and launch missiles toward the United States if we push him too far. Do you realize that, uh, they, they recently, I read something, they ran some, some war simulations, and I don't know where this came from, ran some war simu simulations, and, and there was war in Ukraine, and NATO gets involved, and every war simulation that they ran showed a nuclear conflict where one to two, two billion people died. I think that we are standing on the edge of this sort of thing. And in the chaos of our situations, and in the chaos of life, in the chaos of all of that, God says, just get plugged in. And I'm able to do what needs to be done. Somebody needs healing. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power of our Somebody needs to pray through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He's able to fill you with His Spirit. Somebody needs deliverance in their life right now. He is able. Somebody needs to plug in. Somebody 